I mean, it's kind of cute, right? Hello, and welcome back to Kind of Cute. And if you are new here, welcome. My name is Bailey Evan. I'm your host. And on Kind of Cute, we discuss articles from the cut and my general pop culture musings. I have to start off by saying that it was announced that Elon Musk is hosting Saturday Night Live with Miley Cyrus as the musical guest. Will it be funny? Will it just be funny in its absurdity? I mean, he's a quirky dude and seems to have an interesting sense of humor. And I know, obviously, a lot of people who aren't necessarily comedians host SNL, but I just really feel like it could be an entire train wreck. I kind of wish that the musical guest had been Grimes. I feel like that was a missed opportunity. And the idea of Miley Cyrus and Elon Musk chilling together is one that my brain just cannot do. Like, just imagine them lighting up a big doobie together. (laughs) I cannot. I wanted to share with you guys this little prediction I made this last week. And I'm telling you, my predictions are so weird. Like, the other day, Kenzie was like, guess what I got that you're going to be happy about? And I magically guessed that she got Diana's Bananas peanut butter flavored. And she had never got Diana's Bananas peanut butter flavor before. Like, I'm telling you, I'm a little bit psychic. Speaking of that, maybe it's just when it becomes to desserts, you know, like Jenny's ice cream and Diana's Bananas. I was thinking maybe it was just desserts. But this this proved me, you know, a little bit wrong because I had another prediction. So we we were out and my friend sees this guy that she knew from another town. So she was like, oh my God, why are you here? And I see them talking and I pull her aside and I go, Marissa, I feel like that man like would be on The Bachelorette. Can you just see if he he was? And she was like, oh my God, he was. Like he literally, I think he auditioned for it. And it turns out that he had flown out to California and it was it must have been for Claire's season because he said he got sent home because the whole production got shut down and I guess he never like made it he didn't make the final cut, but he was like very close to being on it. Like I just get a gut vibe. I saw this man and I was like, bachelorette. (laughs) I mean, not that that is rare here in Florida. We seem to be a breeding ground for uh, reality stars in general and specifically bachelor and bachelorette people. But I was just a little bit proud of myself. You know, I just, I got to share my, accomplishments when they come. (laughs) Uh, Another update in my life, I realize how shallow this is making me sound, but um, I've been really trying to get some Nike Dunk lows. I did not realize that getting these shoes was harder than getting One Direction tickets. Like I have been, you have to check when they drop and then you have to sign up for like notifications. You have to sign up for the sites where you can buy them. And the thing is, I just refuse to buy them resale because what happens is these Nike Dunk Lows cost $100 on the Nike site if you're lucky enough to get one. And then people resell them for upwards of $250. Sometimes, like if you're trying to get a particular size, they'll be $350, $400, $500. And I'm just like, absolutely am I not okay with that scalping nature. If anyone has any tips on how I can get myself some Nike Dunk Lows please let me know. I don't even really, I just want a fun color. I really wanted these green glow ones. Yeah. Fail. I totally failed getting them. So that's my, my rant for this, this week. The Oscars happened on Sunday. Daniel 
Kaluya continues to be a star. He was my favorite part of the Golden Globes and one of the only things I spoke about when I talked about the Golden Globes. And he was my favorite part of the Oscars, which yet again, in true Bailey fashion, I did not finish the Oscars because I can't seem to finish a single award show. But he's accepting his award and he says... (laughs) You got to celebrate life, man. We're breathing, walking. It's incredible. It's incredible. My mom, my dad, they had sex. It's amazing. (laughs) And he was definitely just commenting on the fact that, you know, so many things have to happen for you to get to this specific point in your life. And I think about that a lot. I'm like, wow, like if you really sit back and think about it, it's kind of incredible that you are who you are and you're sitting here and you're breathing and you're being an amazing human being listening to this podcast. Incredible. Uh, But the best part of him saying this is it cuts to his mom and his sister like at perfect timing and his sister is mortified she has her face in her hands (laughs) the mom is just like did he really just say that (laughs) i mean it was fine it might have been one of my favorite oscar moments of all time uh my favorite fashion moment probably came from lakeith he looked incredible. He was wearing this YSL jumpsuit and I posted, I reposted a photo of him. I tagged him in and I just said, okay, Lakeith. (laughs) And embarrassingly enough, he looked at that Insta story. This is my alert and advice to you guys. Sometimes celebrities will look at your stories if you tag them, even if you are a nobody like me. And it's much more likely for them to see a tagged story than it is to see a DM personally, if you ask me. And I just don't really know if that's how I wanted Lakeith to look at a story I posted, but that's what happened. (laughs) And Amelia Petrarca with the cut interviewed Julia, Julie Ragolia, and she dressed Lakeith for the ceremony. And it was just cool, like, because she also dresses Riz, and I'm like, oh my god, how lucky is this girl and talented, because they both looked amazing. And Lakeith was wearing a jumpsuit, and it, she actually pulled it from the women's side of YSL, and he's wearing this cool, chunky necklace and these sunglasses. He has this really cool stance. It's a really 70s look, but I just, I love when men's fashion kind of pushes it a little bit farther than usual, because they tend to not. It tends to be a little safe. And I feel like women have to carry the red carpet and obviously all the sexism that's inherent with, you know, what are you wearing tonight and not asking men that as much. So I really love when the fashion can kind of be equalized in a way and, you know, give men a time to embrace fashion on the red carpet. So those were my two favorite moments. Uh, Moving on to another fave, let's give a little Lizzo DM update. So she posted on her TikTok an update of, you know, her DMs with Chris Evans. Gurgi, can you shut the fuck up? Okay. So she says, so Kenzie was very proud of herself because she said she took multiple minutes trying to exactly screenshot uh, Lizzo's TikTok so that we could see this DM. I'm pretty sure we could have just Googled it, but, you know. Because actually, I think part of it's cut off, but I'll, I'll give you what I can. <laughs> okay, so it says, you know, we talked about last time how it says, no shame in a drunk DM. God knows I've done worse on this app. That's what Chris says. And then Lizzo says, well, they say you miss 100% of the shots you never take. And even though I unsent it like a dork, I'm glad you know I exist now. <laughs> I love that she admits she unsent it. <laughs> 
I've definitely done that when I've like drunk DM celeb something really embarrassing the next morning, unsent it. Yeah, I've, I've pulled that move. Good to know Lizzo does too. And he says, of course I do. I'm a fan. Keep up the great work. XXX. I mean, that's not very sexy. I feel like he could have gone a little sexier, but okay. At least it was nice. Kenzie would also like me to point out to you that the caption on Lizzo's TikTok says, update on Jamal, if you will recall our conversation from last week, which I wasn't aware that that's his uh, name on black Twitter. Okay. We briefly talked about NFTs a couple weeks ago to remind you about NFTs. They're non-fungible tokens, and it's basically where you can own the original of an online image. So it'd be like owning the original piece of art versus owning a print of something. And on episode 59, we talked about how this scuzzy artist, I use the term artist in a loose sense, took Emily Ratajkowski's nude Instagram photo, put it on canvas, and sold it for $90,000. And she was rightfully pissed, and she tried to buy it, and they ended up buying he, – he had already sold it to someone else – And she ended up buying another piece of art from him. And then her crappy ex wouldn't give her the original. And it was a really moving article. And it kind of goes through her life and how she had been screwed over by men repeatedly. And her image was never hers. And I recommend reading that article or listening to that podcast episode because, again, she just had no control over how her image was consumed. And it really was used against her in a way. And to tie NFTs and Mrata together, Mrata made an NFT of the image of her standing in front of the artist's canvas and is auctioning that off. And this quote from the New York Times article on it sort of sums it up. It says, Radikowski realized the medium could be an effective way to make a statement about ownership by appropriating Mr. Prince's appropriation of her photo. So I sort of love that, like just her taking her power back that way. Speaking of another cool, badass woman, Casey Musgraves seems to be dating a dude named Dr. Gerald Onuha. And Elena sent me an Instagram of him, and he was wearing a Dartmouth sweater. So obviously, we got very excited about that. And I looked him up, and he got his master's in science from Dartmouth. So love that. I mean, it's hard for me to imagine like wanting to go to Dartmouth for grad school. I loved my experience there. It was some of the best four years of my life. I am one of those people who is like, yes, college is amazing. Stay in college if you can. Would do it again. (laughs) Um, But going there to get your master's, it's just so, it can be so cold and isolating in a way. But I wonder if he had fun. Maybe he did. I mean, he has the merch. So I don't know. I love that. I love that she's dating a little doctor. Very cute. Um, Another update in Kenzie and Mai's life. Kenzie and Mai, oh my, oh, that grammar. Again, guys, I'm recording in the morning. Clearly, it's like I have to really hit a sweet spot of when I record. I either record too late and by too late, 10 p.m. or too early. And by that, it's 7.51 a.m., not even that early. And I'm still struggling. So I apologize again that the vocal cords aren't fully lubricated. Uh, But last weekend, our monarch hatched. So Kenzie had found a little caterpillar on milkweed. Monarchs love milkweed. And for Christmas, she had got this little hutch for, what is it called? Just like a butterfly house. And so she, she takes the little caterpillar. She put it in the house so it would have a safe place. It wouldn't get eaten by anything. 
and it made its chrysalis and this past weekend it hatched into a monarch butterfly and don't worry that day she released it and so i put that on my instagram story and my friend terea said this reminds me of michael's ass tattoo and michael is her husband and I just had to share you guys this story because I love it so much. And it just felt like the perfect tie-in to our little monarch we released into the wild. So <laughs> she texts us earlier this year and she says, Michael's getting a butterfly ass tattoo right now. <laughs> I told him I didn't want any more material possessions for Christmas. And this is what he came up with because he thinks it'll be funny for decades to come. It's going to be pretty ridiculous. And I did tell him not to get my name written under it in case I die an untimely death and he needs to get remarried. Treya, that was very considerate of you because I don't think anyone should have a name tattooed on them. And that was part of his original plan, she says. And it also started as a peacock like Cardi B's. <laughs> Guys, I'm sorry. I've, I've read this so many times and it never gets less funny for me. And my other friend, Anna, was like, well, what are you going to get? And also shout out to Anna because Anna's my friend that one time I went to go get a tattoo with in college and I backed out and she got the tattoo and I did it. And I'm still eternally sorry for that. And now I have two tattoos and I'm getting my third one next week. So I'm very excited. Anyways, back, back to the butterfly tattoo. So Treya says, this is his scheme, not mine. And people see my ass in a bathing suit. And she sends a picture of it, and it's actually a beautiful tattoo. It is very real to life. It looks identical to the one that we released into the wild, right? It's it's a good tattoo. It's in color. Um, as my friend Liz said, it's very naturalistic and classy, even though it is on his booty. It's kind of on the side, like, you know, like the part of your butt that you can kind of flex and um, like, uh, on, like on the thigh side. And... Trey explained that he picked this butterfly because it's a California butterfly and he was going to do a peacock like Cardi, but couldn't agree on the type. And that he wants us all to know that their populations are being depleted, which is true, which is why Kenzie was so adamant about nurturing this little caterpillar. So I just had to share that story with you guys. That happened at the beginning of this year. And I, I remember I, I wrote in that I was like oh my god I'm choking on my limoncello because I was at dinner and I was very drunk and it was like it momentarily slipped my mind and I was so glad she re-reminded me of it and I think it's just such a beautiful um testament that he wanted something that would last for her and she says he wants to come on my podcast and talk about it I'm not sure if there's much more to the story that we can tell and I hope it's okay Trey, that I asked her if I could talk about it but I hope it's okay that I just like straight up read the text messages but they're good sports about it and I um yeah if if Michael really wants to come on and he has more to say about it let's go and this reminded me i thought this also like it flowed into this article by allison p davis baby meatball she's one of my favorite cut writers and she wrote an article for vulture which is another segment of new york mag and it says it's titled the end of kimmy's wild ride she thought he was an artistic genius he wanted to dip her ass in gold and now it's over and i was like wow is this michael and Treya's equivalent of dipping her ass in gold like in a way i think it is and speaking of that article on vulture I, i've linked it in the show notes um i'm not going to talk about it here because it's it's long form and it's kind of just a recap of 
bringing you through the rise and fall of Kimye. And I thought it was very well written. And it reminded me of so many pop culture moments that I had kind of, you know, just don't take up space, don't take up real estate in my mind every day. Like Kanye proposing to her, spending $3.5 million, playing that the Lana Del Rey song from The Great Gatsby, talking about how they met, their first sighting at a basketball game in 2012 just their wedding the opulence of it it just it walks you through kind of everything and um how they sort of work together and fit together as these ultra famous people who are have a definite sense of how they present themselves to the world and a sense of style so definitely check it out i love her 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 articles never fail to entertain me so give it a give it a read All right, we're moving on to our first cut article of the day. Bethany Frankel isn't your girl boss by Bridget Reed. (laughs) This is a series on the cut called How So-and-So Gets It Done. So this is about how Bethany Frankel from The Real Housewives of New York gets it done. And I don't often talk about these, but... I I almost always read them because I think they're interesting because people just talk about, you know, how they prioritize their day and... um, how they prioritize things in their life. And there are a few things that Bethany said that struck me. And I think we can all agree that she's a pretty polarizing person. Uh, You love her or you hate her, but I don't think you can deny that she is in her own realm when it comes to Real Housewives. And she usually says whatever is on her mind, which probably gets her in trouble more often than not, but it makes for great TV. And I couldn't I didn't know if this is common knowledge and I was just behind on this but she talks about her first real job and she says that she had to produce a movie premiere for The Rock which was a 1996 movie on Alcatraz. She says I literally had to bring in electricity, create a dinner in a mess hall on Alcatraz. I lived in San Francisco for 3 weeks and I had no idea what I was doing, but I was so good at that career because it's all detail oriented. And this blew my mind on a couple levels. I had no idea she produced movie premieres. And the fact that they thought it was a good idea to go have a movie premiere on Alcatraz, like, who signed off on that one? And she had to make infrastructure to make it happen. I just, hats off on that. And this is what she says on Girl Bosses. She says, people pandering and writing all these, like, spiritual quotes, just the saccharine, faux spirituality, all that stuff. It's like kissing the ass of your followers. It's as phony as the faces that are all filtered and facetuned. You're hoping that a couple of people that you're talking to are at least winking at you like, oh, we know it's so gross. It's a little too kitschy. It's a little too martini bar. Everything is girl boss and bad bitch. I'm not into that stuff. Me personally, I've never thought about the fact that I'm a woman. I've just gone in and fought to be better than the men, better than the woman. Just be better. I've definitely broken some barriers. I was the first person to really monetize reality TV. There's a clause called the Bethany Clause named after me, meaning anybody who goes on to reality TV has to give a piece of their business to the network they're on because of my deal but I don't like the jumping on the bandwagon of you know all men are garbage now so she really kind of swings to a lot of concepts on this first I I do kind of agree with her all the girl boss stuff like as much I love a female run company a female boss but I almost feel like it kind of infantilizes it to call it girl boss and and I know exactly what she's talking like little inspirational quotes that are just corny and don't really resonate with me personally when it's like hustle culture and all of that idea. But 
but it is a little ironic that she had a brand called Skinny Girl that really brought her wealth in. And it kind of Skinny Girl to me is very much in line with kind of the girl boss branding that you see. And then she talks about the Bethany Claus. And I do believe this is true when it comes to Bravo shows that she ushered in this clause because what happened was she was getting so much free publicity of Skinny Girl through Bravo, but Bravo wasn't getting a cut of Skinny Girl. And so this clause came into effect that I think was basically like, if we're going to advertise your product on our television shows, then we're going to take a cut of it. But as I, I saw this in the comments of, of this article that I, I do think this stuff has been around longer than that. And they brought up a concept like American Idol. And this also became an issue on Project Runway. So I think she ushered in a certain type of this. And she was probably the first one to really do this on a Real Housewives franchise. But she might be giving herself a little bit too much credit. And then she ends it with the all men are garbage piece. But in talking about how she's never thought about how she's a woman. And to me, I think that sort of diminishes it because the fact is, as women, we do have more barriers we have to get over. We do have pay inequality. And a lot of times we aren't respected in the workplace as immediately as a white man is. So I think... (sighs) I don't know. For her not to acknowledge that is a little bit eh to me, you know? All right, moving on. What actress Katherine Hahn can't live without by Katherine Hahn as told to Chloe and Nello. And this is another series that I don't discuss on here too often because it's by The Strategist, which is another segment of New York Mag. But I seriously read every single one of these that comes out and I find them so fascinating. I love knowing other people's legit shit and things that make their life a little better. And I just loved how geriatric Katherine Hahn's list is. I am so sorry. I am going to take a break for a moment to try to make my dog be quiet. And we're back. To give you a little reminder of Katherine Hahn, she is just a really great famous character actress. And most recently... She got a lot of acclaim for her character, Agatha, on WandaVision. It was very heavily memed. She did a great job in that. She's super funny, and so I loved her list. First up, she has a sleep mask. I am a huge fan of sleep masks. I've had my favorite sleep mask on legit shit before. It's like a $10 one from Amazon called From Alaska Bear. But I really want to try this one. I've seen a lot of people talking about it lately. It's by the company Lunia. And it goes all the way around your head. And it's kind of cushioned. And as she points out, it feels so nice and cloud-like when she's sleeping on her side. Because it has the little cushion on the side. So it looks so luxurious. Ugh, I'm such a sucker for like anything spa-like. You guys know. So I might have to get that. And... Then she has a pair of Ray-Ban glasses, like seeing glasses, and she says she has to have them all over her house because she's constantly losing them. And she's like, I have to have them in all of my bags because I really need them to see. I think they're reading glasses. And she says she gets them from glassesusa.com because it's easy to order from. And I mean, come on, Ray-Ban, glassesusa.com. Can one of you guys throw poor Kath a sponsorship, some free glasses? Like... It's, I don't know why it's so strange for me to think about 
a celebrity going on glassesusa.com or like 1-800-CONTACTS to get their contacts. I know they are just like us. I know they are humans, but I just am at the point where I assume that they get everything for free, that the thought of them having to go online to order it kind of baffles me and blows my mind. So yeah, uh, her next item is Rite Aid earplugs that she buys in bulk. It's, it's like this container and it comes with tons of them. And she just says she has no real allegiance to those ones. That's just what she happens to pick up. Again, she just seems to love ease of buying something. The next thing she has, I'm telling you guys, this is all about like comfort and a little bit geriatric and like sleep, sleep comfort, I guess. So she has a weighted sleep blanket and it's the one from Barabee. And I was wondering if any of my listeners have that one because it looks like a really cute knit blanket, but it's weighted and their starting cost is $250. So I really need a normie's perspective on this before this normie decides that I need to get one. I've never tried a weighted blanket, but I feel like I would maybe like it, but I also get hot really easy and I don't know if I'd feel like I was suffocating. I'm torn about it. I need to, I think I need to do a, a test run of a Barabee blanket. And then this is my absolute favorite part. She's recently got into tarot reading and she'll pull a card and read what it means to set the tone for her day. And about the particular deck she has, she says there's something very feminist and thoughtful and meditative about the deck. It's all about bringing out the goddess in yourself. And she also foam rolls. She just, she's like, just search online, get a cheap one for $20. I just loved her lack of pretentiousness in this list. Now she does have a $60 lip balm from By Terry, but the rest of the list is pretty low key. I mean, I know the blanket's expensive, but they're not very, the items themselves aren't very pretentious. You know, where most times people are like, I just can't live without five La Mer's and 200 diptyque candles. Oh, also, I thought it'd be fun right now to pull my, I have Oracle cards. My friends love me to read theirs. And so in this line of tarot card reading, I thought it'd be fun for me to pull one right now to kind of see if it can, I'm going to manifest it showing me the future of this podcast. So let's do that. All right. So I shuffled my deck. It's ready to go. And I have to tell you guys that usually when I pull these, I like to do three and it kind of represents past, current, and future, and each card has one word on it, and I tend to get really dark shit. Like, I'll get cry, bleed, you know, struggle, (laughs) challenge. Um, So I want to, okay, I'm going to just kind of think about, like, Oracle cards. Where is the future of this podcast going to go? And let's all hope for something really positive. Here we go. I'm pulling it now. Dream. I got dream. Okay. That sounds promising guys. And on that note, please leave me a review. Please follow kind of cute podcast or Bailey Evan on Instagram and follow my YouTube. I'm almost at 200 subscribers. I'm only two away. So if you want to follow me on YouTube and be my 200th subscriber, please do that. I would love it. All right. Our next article, Low Bosworth, Secret Wellness Queen by Kathleen Howe. Now, this article starts out with saying that Lo Bosworth hated being on TV and that every time you saw her on Laguna Beach or the Hills, she really wished she was someone, someplace else. Her ragging on Justin Bobby was some of my favorite TV to date. So you don't want us to call you Justin Bobby? I just loved Lo was so funny to me because she was so snarky and I feel like she was kind of beyond her age. You know, she was always kind of like 
to Elsie, like, you need to get your shit together. I remember that episode where she's trying to convince Elsie's dad that she should go out, even though Elsie has a C in one of her classes. And Lowe's kind of like, Elsie, how do you have a C in class? Like, get it together. (laughs) I just loved her. Uh, But strangely enough, I don't follow her on Instagram. But I find it intriguing because she will pop up as a seemingly genuine friend of people I do follow, like, but like maybe that's one of my favorite Instagram follows. She does a lot of cartoons. Her real name's Ariana Margulies. She's just a badass. I have her book. I love it. It was one of my legit shits, actually. The, but like maybe not is what it's called. Um, it's so cute. And then Rocky Barnes, who I consider one of the original kind of fashion Instagrammers in my eyes, they're all friends. And it really always leads me into this spiral of wondering how all the quote unquote cool New York influencer types all know each other and become friends. They're also friends with, um, Alexis Luria, who is, she went to UF, uh, actually at the same time, I think Kinsey was there and she's best friends with Ariana Grande. It's just a strange, it's a strange group. Um, and when she was asked, when Lo was asked about doing more reality television in 2018, she responded, fuck no. So that was brought up in the article, and I wanted to see where this quote came from. And it was actually from her podcast. And she was speaking about MTV approaching her about the Hills reboot back in 2018. And this is the full extent of what she said. I was like, fuck no, I don't want any association with those people, which is really harsh. And then she says... I think everybody actually feels that way about their coworkers, which is really what the Hills was. They were all just my fucking coworkers. It was a job, a J-O-B. I actually don't, I would not say that about my coworkers. Even though I hate being a lawyer, I would not say that about them. So I do think that's a little harsh and, and strange because I guess she's specifically talking about the Hills, but it makes me sad that her and Lauren aren't close anymore because they were definitely real friends when they were in high school. And this article is mainly about where Lo is today and her company, Love Wellness, uh, which has the following items. Glittery fiber pills called Sparkle Fiber, de-bloating pills called Bye Bye Bloat, Melatonin, Sleeping Beauty, Cranberry Extract Pills, UTI Don't Think So, and Probiotics, which are called Good Girl Probiotics. And one of her most popular items, the killer, which is a boric acid suppository. So that means you stick it up your vagina and it's supposed to help balance the pH and it's supposed to help with yeast infections. And I will say I was perusing through the ratings on target.com for this item and I was reading a few pages and people were so into this product. I started to be convinced that I needed this crap. I mean, read them. They're pretty convincing. And I loved how this article talked about some of Lowe's past endeavors. She says she worked for a production company. She went to the French Culinary Institute training to become a professional chef, which is so cool. Like, I kind of would love to do that. She started a blog called The Lowdown. She made a YouTube channel. She moved back and forth between LA and NYC. She co-founded a party in a box startup, which failed. And I vividly remember this party box company. I thought it was a great idea. I don't even remember how I found it. I think I just saw it on Instagram or through a blog. And it was these little party sets that had really cute like plates and decorating material. So you literally just like needed this box you would have everything you need for like a cute little party setup and again I thought it was a great idea and it was cute and I'm very picky about my party decorations but in Lowe's words she didn't see being an influencer as a sustainable career and again kind of like we were talking about with Bethany I found this somewhat ironic because she clearly had a huge 
leg up from a marketing standpoint just because of her following from Laguna Beach in the Hills. And this article tries to make it clear that she separates herself from her brand Love Wellness by not being on the homepage or having her picture on products, but it doesn't diminish that she had some direct-to-consumer access with her 800,000 Instagram followers. And she does acknowledge this because she says, I was fortunate to be able to talk about the brand on my own channels for free for the first two years and create that initial brand success, awareness, and customer base through my own network. There's no denying that I had a leg up when it came to launching the business. So I was happy she acknowledged that. And there's some mixed quotes from doctors in this, and some of them... they're. They kind of rec- like understand the benefits of boric acid, but they actually recommend another product called Refresh Probiotics, which is not boric acid-based. And I, I was trying to look this up, and I really think that the killer might have been the first to really popularize this methodology. And I also found a link from the medical school at the University of Michigan that describes how you can make your own vaginal suppositories out of gelatin capsules and boric acid in case you don't want to spend $19.99 on Lowe's version. I have a friend who gets yeast infections pretty frequently, and I would love her to guinea pig herself with this product and report back. Also, this article from the Michigan Medical School says that in some studies, boric acid helped 70 out of 100 women with yeast infections, And as to whether it's safe, it says when used in capsules as a vaginal suppository, boric acid is only known to sometimes cause skin irritation. Okay, have I lost like half of you at this point? I'm done talking about suppositories, I promise. Um, But I found this story really crazy. So it says a few months after our interview, Bosworth posted on Instagram that she had been undergoing a nearly year-long recovery from a traumatic brain injury caused by a large door in an NYC restaurant, which she won't name because accidents happened, falling on her head in 2019. And this is so wild to me because my mom um, had a similar, I guess it was 2018, She, we were in Quebec uh, for New Year's Eve, and uh, we were at this cute little restaurant, which again, I won't name because it was very cute and I liked it. I think they maybe could have handled this situation a little better, but it was a door and it was, it was like a sliding barn door, but on the door, I think it said slide, but it was in French. So a lot of Americans were going to this restaurant who couldn't speak French and were pushing uh, like myself included, were pushing on the door to open it instead of sliding it. And and it kind of loosened it off its track. So we're sitting at dinner and someone comes in, they push the door, it falls off of its track. And I'm telling you, this is a, a huge, heavy wooden barn door and it falls smack like the corner of it hits my mom in the head. She is gushing blood out of her head. Like I was so scared. I wanted her to, she didn't end up going to the hospital cause she's like, I'm pretty sure I'm not concussed. Like I'm not having any sort of concussion, you know, uh, symptoms. But to this day, I still think about that. And it really scares me that she did have some sort of brain injury from that and like, didn't, didn't address it. Uh, but traumatic brain injuries really can, you know, cause so many side effects and it's really scary. And I just thought that was so crazy that apparently my mom and Lo Bosworth have something in common. And she said, I guess this was in an email to the cut And it says, my accident was terrifying and I still experience side effects almost every day. I was a bit hesitant to talk about it because as anyone who has gone through this knows, when you look okay on the outside, but you aren't okay on the inside, it can be challenging to get the support you need. But I found a community from sharing this experience and I'm relieved that I did. So I hope, I I really do wish the best for her for that. 
And they mentioned the trailer for The New Hills, and I have to say that the last time The Hills reboot was coming out, I was singing Unwritten on an elevator with Natasha Bedingfield herself and Brody Jenner, literally. Like, how the tables have turned. Now I'm just sitting here in my robe talking about it. Sad. I own and operate a business, go to work every day, and have built a normal life for myself, Bossworth tells me. It's better than what I experienced before. I can never take back being in the public eye. I can only manage it on an ongoing basis by being the best person for myself and other people. She smiles hugely, almost giddy. My life is so much better now. So I am very happy for her that she's just in a happy place doing well love wellness her like my friend elena she's like oh my god she sent me this article and she goes or no sorry she sent but like maybe hanging out with low and she's like vagina pills queen <laughs> like yeah i guess she really is uh i'm sorry i'm skipping i i think about this a lot segment slash deep cut segment this week because Kenzie is sadly in work right now and not out here and i really like her input on those segments so we're gonna skip right into legit shit And this is about hair towels. Now, Verge, a long time ago, sent me a particular brand of hair towel to include in legit shit, but I haven't tried that one. I usually just get cheap ones from Target, and I'm linking one for you guys that's $10. And these are just little thin hair towel wraps. Maybe most of you guys have these at this point, but as someone with a lot of hair, I don't like putting a whole towel, a big old towel on my head. It's heavy. It flops around. It's not as good for your hair. These microfiber towels are really gentle on your hair. They help wick away moisture. And if you don't have one in your life, you literally need one. I've been trying to think lately about things that I really use every day of my life and haven't talked about in here yet. And my hair towels are one of those. So check out that link. It's in the show notes. As usual, you can find my legit shit link in the show notes and links to all the articles we discussed today. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and I will see you next week. Bye.